0: From the Scratch Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Over the Top Radio and 303 Radio, we're visiting with Andrew Strauss of D-Curve to talk about startups. Andrew, thanks very much for uh, making the trip down here to Boulder. Hey, George. Thanks so much for having me. Now, what was it like to begin your own company, leave a secure job, and do a startup, especially in such a competitive market as you're in?
1: Well it's a very uneasy and unnerving feeling at times it's also very exciting so it's a lot of um mixed emotions i would say some some days um can't wait to conquer the world and some days we feel completely uh deflated so we definitely have a lot it's like a roller coaster ride we have a lot of ups and downs and um leaving a secure job that I worked at for 18 years, and um, making that leap of faith was um, exciting and unnerving, and um, it's like any big uh, step you take in your life. You have a lot of mixed emotions, so um, it's like driving away to college and waving <laughs> goodbye to your parents and not knowing what the future holds, but at the same time being so excited for the the possibilities and um, the potential but then also you're a little scared in the back of your mind when bills start coming due and um, there's a lot of things you haven't necessarily thought through that um, come up. So every day is definitely um, thrilling and exciting and emotional drain emotionally draining all at the
0: same time. (laughs) Now, one, how did you convince your spouse that uh, you were going to do this? Two, what was the trigger for you? You've got an amazing goggle. Uh, You also do eyewear. You do snow helmets. You do bike helmets. Uh, You also do backpacks. But what was it that, that made you feel like there's a niche here that I need to go after and it's big enough that we can make a change and be successful at it.
1: Well, there's several things. Um, I think that with the potential of our products, um, I think it's like this for most people when they start a business, they believe they can do it better or they have an idea that no one else is, um, doing or capitalizing on. So, It's the belief that I can make a difference, that we can create this brand that would be a a lasting brand and offer products that no one else is offering. It would be a alternative to the um, industry-controlled companies which account for about 75% of the sunglass market. Um, It was easier to convince my wife because she saw the products uh, that we were talking about she sees the potential and she knows that um, I was ready for a change um, in my life it's been a great challenge and really um, made us grow as people as entrepreneurs as business owners so it's been uh, very exciting but like I said also um, challenging.
0: And I think, too, I mean, for what you've started, you've got to have molds design, uh for helmets, goggles, eyewear. When you're coming up with, with your product idea, how do you actually take that and actually bring it to fruition?
1: Well, we do a lot of product testing, of course. We're so lucky to live in Colorado and be able to...
0: That's a good point. <laughs> ...ski
1: and snowboard... Um, for six months of the year. And then the other six months were product testing with sunglasses and bike helmets and some other apparel. So we have a great testing ground to come up with these innovative products. I've been uh, a snowboarder for about 25 years. My wife was uh, has been skiing. Um, she's a Colorado native. She was a ski instructor at Vail for 13 years, so she's got a lot of history with skiing as well. We're both outdoorsy people, love to run and hike and bike. Um, So we have a lot of opportunities to test products. I have a lot of great friends that are willing to do the same and give me feedback, but it is a very lengthy, costly, process to go through molds changing designs updating them we're trying to come out with features and benefits that no one else is doing or no one else has thought of doing to set ourselves apart and really create this brand that's that's different than the competition
0: but then how do you get the word out as well because you can have a great product but if nobody knows about it it's not going to go anywhere
1: well, of course, marketing and branding is just another step of creating uh, a noticeable brand that people um, can relate to. So that's why I'm here, trying to promote the brand. <laughs> that's why we're being we're getting involved with more bike races and other uh, events that all promote the outdoors. Um, Again, part of the reason why we started this is not only do we think we can do it better and different than the competition, but we also believe in promoting the outdoors, getting people off the couch, getting people away from their computers, go outside, enjoy the outdoors. Um, You know, I grew up on my bicycle and running around in my neighborhood, and a lot of the people that I grew up with and that are my age, all spent an exorbitant amount of time outdoors, whether you were running around, on your bike, going to the creek, going skiing. It really didn't matter. Um, and now it's completely changed where a lot of the kids come home from school and sit in front of the TV and or the computer. Um, they have a lot of screen time. They they don't have PE classes, so they're not getting the exercise they need, and it's really a, a life changing uh, thing to to go outside and and enjoy the outdoors, to be on your bike, to be on skis or snowboard, or even just hiking or running or anything to really uh, enjoy nature. So we we really believe that we can help. Uh, kids and adults participate more outside and enjoy the outdoors. It's a lot of fun and anyone that knows, that participates, um, knows the freedom that's involved with being on a bike and going to see things that you would never see. You can't see those things in a car um, and you can't go some of the places that you can go uh, on skis or on a snowboard that you, you you wouldn't be able to do those things or see those things. So it's really great to be able to participate and really promote the outdoors and a healthy lifestyle.
0: As you were just making me think of ah, the days before we had to set up play dates. You could just go outside.
1: <laughs> go outside and what other, whatever other neighborhood kids are running around, you just team up and you start playing some game. You might have invented it right there or you might – uh, modified baseball or softball or volleyball whatever it was obviously it's just a different time now and of course there's so many reasons for that whether it's uh you know we didn't have very many channels to choose from we had That's like true. four <laughs> now you have a thousand Gilligan's
0: island rerun <laughs> yeah or dukes of hazard yeah. so there
1: wasn't all the choices we didn't have the abundance of video games or screen time or iPads or any of that. So that was part of it. But ultimately I really, I loved it outside and I didn't have sometimes a lot of choice. It was my mom (laughs) would say, you're not watching TV, go outside and figure out something to be, to entertain you. And usually that involved some kind of outdoor activity or exercise or running around. And so it really impacted my life, and I see a a void in people's lives that that aren't able to participate in outdoor recreation.
0: So obviously it's been a huge part of your life since the beginning. At what point of your life, though, did you start feeling like I can make a difference with product and D-curve to the point where you left your job and started the company? Well I worked How long had you been thinking about it before you made that decision?
1: Well, I did work for another sunglass company for eighteen years. So I learned a lot. And through that time I um, I went to China and learned how factories work. I learned about design, I learned about innovation, product features and benefits, and I really started to come up with a lot of my own ideas and Uh, the company I worked for wasn't embracing them so at some point I realized that I needed to either uh, get off the couch and go do something different or be content um, in the situation I was in and I was not content so I just decided to take that leap of faith and go out there and begin with uh, new product features and really go after some of the uh, designs that no one else was doing
0: yeah it's funny I used your uh, goggles all season this year and uh, I couldn't believe how many people noticed the extra peripheral vision uh, as well as myself (laughs) but people would come up and ask about the goggle and just say it looks like you've got so much uh, range of vision in that goggle, and I was like, yeah, "You nailed it!" I mean, what a great idea!
1: Absolutely, and it's a lot. Of, just like a lot of great ideas, everyone says, "Why did it take so long to come up with that?" The same thing um, with our removable goggle foam is no one ever says that doesn't make sense. Everyone says. That's a great idea. I don't know why it's taken so long to figure out that people need a way to wash their foam after sweating and getting it dirty and having sunscreen and women wear makeup and whatever else um, that accumulates on your goggle foam but it really makes sense that you would want to wash it and not put it over your face repeatedly. So there's a lot of ideas that we're working on as well as The removable straps. I was going to say the easily interchangeable straps that you've got. And instead of just throwing away your goggles when the strap gets stretched out eventually, or wanting to have one pair of goggles where you can change out the strap and color coordinate or switch it up, whatever you're in the mood for, it's another one of those ideas that we just don't understand why it's taken so long to do. But we've done it, and we have a lot of additional ideas that we're working on now that really are going to change the industry so what we're really trying to do is be first we know that uh we're going to set the standards the new standards of goggles and sunglasses and helmets and we want to be able to put that stamp on there that says we invented this we own the patent we know other companies are eventually going to incorporate the removable goggle foam onto their goggles They've already come up to us at different trade shows salvating over our, (laughs) our ideas and how they're going to go around our patents to incorporate those ideas into their products. But we know that we're the first, and that's part of product innovation, and it's also part of the world we live in where it's really difficult to keep people from copying a great idea.
0: And that I've heard eyewear is one of the most competitive. uh, When you're at a show, people just roaming around, looking at different booths, seeing what people are doing.
1: Absolutely. There's only so many sunglass experts in the world. There's only so many people that can come up with new designs or innovations that haven't been thought of before. And it's really a small group of inventors or designers or innovators that can do that with sunglasses. Other than that, it's just going to be refurbished ideas that have already been out for years, and sometimes it's been 50 years. So it's, it's actually understanding the products, how they're supposed to work, and what people want out of them. And when you come up with those ideas, you can realize that there's a lot of, potential for new features that have never been thought of and that's what we're working on
0: and that's i was so impressed with your goggle i was like oh, i really want to try out your sunglasses And they're fantastic on the bike absolutely love them um and then i was like i really want to try your snow helmet now because uh the other products are so good it fit it's warm it doesn't move it's and it fits the goggles really well um You just nailed it on your products.
1: I really appreciate that. We've had a lot of great feedback on our goggles and our sunglasses and our helmets. And we're working endlessly to continue with that uh, innovation and really set ourselves apart as a great Colorado company, a great um, company that's in the USA and promoting the outdoor products and lifestyle and coming up with new products to help make it easier for people to get out there and enjoy the outdoors. Because if you're freezing or if your goggles fog up or your sunglasses break, you're not gonna have fun. So what we wanna do is really help people have fun.
0: Now, uh, wanna get back into the startup discussion with you. Uh, you've got a great idea, you think about marketing it, you get it produced, but you've got so many other jobs that you have to do uh, when you're a brand new startup. Had you taken all that into account? Not necessarily. <laughs> I
1: We did think it was gonna be a little bit easier than it's been. With that being said, I know that sounds a little funny, But um, I would think
0: things would just kind of pop up where you're like, whoa, I hadn't thought of that.
1: And someone told me that maybe that's because we have a lot of confidence in what we're doing, that we thought it would be easier. Um, And that's not to say, I mean, you could think uh, running a marathon is easy. You could think going to college is easy. And then you get there and you might struggle with mile 15 or you might struggle with the biology class or whatever it is. But you get through it and you grow from it. And so there have uh, – it has been a little bit of a learning curve for us. Uh, no pun intended with the D-curve. I was just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there, even though I worked at a, a company for 18 years and I thought I knew everything, there's certain things that I just – was not that familiar with. For example, social media. I personally am not a big social media guy, but we hired someone uh, that is into social media. So what I've learned is I might not need to be an expert, but I need to identify the need for an expert and then I need to be able to go find one. So I am learning about social media. I'm starting to post more and understand it a little bit better, but in the meantime, we've hired experts that can do that. So there are other aspects of this startup that I didn't realize would be so in depth, such as marketing uh, efforts or branding um, on such a larger national scale, um, hiring distributors from other countries. All these tasks um, add up, and it is a balancing act, and we are uh, learning quickly and identifying areas that that we need to improve on, and then we target them, and we work uh, endlessly to uh, improve
0: them. D-Curve. Tell us the significance of the name.
1: D-Curve is a double-lens curve, and so our goggles have a a double-lens curve that helps uh, eliminate Fogging, uh, as we mentioned, uh, our signature goggles have an expanded peripheral. And then also decurve curve means, it um, has several meanings actually, but another one is where two leading edges converge on an airplane wing. And so our bio-titanium sunglasses, which are our high-end sunglasses, are all light as a feather. They're all named after airplanes. And so that's where the name actually does have a meaning of aviation light as a feather light as a feather kind of that flying feeling and so they all can converge into this meaning of D curve and how it uh, impacts and relates to our products such as sunglasses and goggles
0: now thinking too of your uh, you've got both skiing snowboarding and cycling um was that kind of hard to i can't think of sports that go better together for you know people in the winter tend to who ski and snowboard tend to ride bikes in the summer and i think it's very popular for cyclists to take part in skiing in the winter or snowboarding um did you at first want to just focus on one or the other rather than jumping into both at the same time?
1: Absolutely. Um, great question. So we did focus initially on uh, skiing and snowboarding. So okay. our goggles were our first and main product. And then then we started with the sunglasses and then lastly with the helmets. So it has been uh, a process. Um, and then – basically we have combined those sports because those are all the iconic or fundamental sports of Colorado. So absolutely what you said is accurate where we find that if you ski or snowboard, more than likely you also bike or hike or run. It just or golf. So very few people only do one sport in Colorado. And cycling is obviously huge and triathlons are obviously huge. So you have a lot of crossover uh, athletes and participants with skiing, snowboarding, biking, hiking, golf, uh, anything else to, that really um, embraces the outdoors. So they do go hand in hand.
0: Now, are there areas of the country that you're specifically targeting with your marketing or do you take the country as a whole? We are specifically
1: targeting 10 areas or 10 states to begin with. Obviously, we're going to roll it out to all 50 states, and we hope to be a a worldwide presence in the next five years. But we have to um, concentrate on, initially, either the sunny states or the states with a lot of ski resorts. So, obviously, Colorado – Utah, California, um, and then everywhere from Florida to New York, where there's huge populations of sunglass-wearing people or participants in outdoor sports. And that's not to neglect any of the states that I didn't mention. It's just with um, targeting, you really have to prioritize and being a startup. We have limited resources and capital, so we need to really go where there's a lot of outdoor participants, where there's ski slopes and where there's, where it's sunny a lot. It's very difficult to sell sunglasses when it's raining or at nighttime. That's a very good point. <laughs>
0: now, where can people go to get more information about your company and also to order product?
1: I would recommend that you go to our website, which is of course www.dcurve.com.
0: That is letter D-C-U-R-V-E. Correct. And
1: we've also are slowly opening up new retailers. We've recently launched most of our products on Amazon. We are also working with several other online retailers as we speak. And we are um, slowly opening up retail shops in
0: the U.S. and um, Canada. Andrew, you've got a great product, and I sure appreciate you coming down here to Boulder to visit with us.
1: Hey, George, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. We love coming uh, to Boulder and um, talking with you, and uh, really appreciate you having us.
0: From the Scratch Lab Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.
1: Thanks, George.